I'm Alex Gabelman. This is The Decision, a podcast where people try to convince me to finally abandon the Knicks and become a fan of their favorite team. This is episode 19, the New Orleans Pelicans. And I have on to discuss the Pelicans, Andres Begay. He's a former student of mine and a journalist. Let's get right to it. What's your like New Orleans Pelicans uh, story? How did you become like so deeply in love with the Pellies? So I pretty much debated whether they're called the Pellies or not. Oh, oh really? Yeah, it's a whole thing. Okay, but, um, we'll come back to that. Let's see. It's mostly because I live there, which is kind of my whole thesis here of why you should become a fan. And also, I am kind of angry with you for not being a Knicks fan. But we'll get to that. Okay. Um, I was born in Rhode Island, lived in Peru for two years, and then moved to New Orleans. And that's where I grew up. And for the longest time, I was into basketball, I was into sports, but they didn't have a basketball team. So that really sucked. And then they came, the, the originally the Hornets, they came from Charlotte. Um, and that's when I became a Hornets fan. I went to the first game, actually, where they beat the Utah Jazz 100 to 75. Really? Yeah. Um, and I still have like the commemorative ticket that they give you back home. Aww. They were the Charlotte Hornets. And then they moved to New Orleans. Um, and so, you know, they actually have a pretty decent legacy, right? They have like, you know, like I think about like Muggsy Bogues and Larry Johnson. Um, although, honestly, not much more than that, right? Ooh, I mean, you're missing PJ Brown, Robert Tractor Trailer. <laughs> oh. You got oh, yeah, Robert uh, Tractor Trailer. McGlure. Jamal McGlure. Um, yeah, all right. So basically, I mean, we yeah. always, of course, have the specter of Chris Paul hanging in the background yeah that's right but this is what my the interesting part with the legacy of of basketball in new orleans it had probably the greatest team name ever it had the new orleans jazz right before they became the utah jazz yeah and then they became the utah jazz which makes no sense we had pete maravich it was like life was great that was before i was born but still life was great and then they took the team away and then i feel bad because we took charlotte's team i mean they got a new team so it's kind of okay but I really, that's like a sticking point with the NBA that they just take teams and take the team names. So that's why I really like that they're the Pelicans now and not the Hornets because it has nothing to do with the city. Right. The Pelicans, the fiercest animal New Orleans has to offer. It's the, I'll tell you why the Pelican is a, is a good choice. Objectively, not so great. It should just be the Jazz. We should get the Jazz name back. That's, that's probably true. Um, yeah. The fact. The reason why the Pelican works is because it's on the state flag. And the pelican on the state flag is a mother pelican ripping the breasts from her, ripping the meat from the breast to feed her children. And there's like blood. So it's like a pretty hardcore. That's a story they always tell you wow. that like pelicans, if like they don't have food, they will like literally rip off their own meat to feed their children. I don't know if it's true, Whoa. but it's a cool story. Dude, that's intense. Yeah. Plus, I still ride for the original pelican mascot before he got the makeover, the super like creepy one. Oh yeah, what was this deal again? Or her deal? It was just like a like a weird mascot that had like. Plus, we got the king cake baby. It's like really crushing it, mascot. Wait, what are these? Can you can you explain these mascots to me? Like, what well, what are these mascots? I mean, the king cake baby is literally like a baby, like this pale baby doll that has like the creepiest head, just just wearing a diaper. I think has a crown, and like it's like a nightmare scenario. Like you should look it up. It's crazy why why and what does that have to do with king cake which is like well the, like in this, the king like, cake they have the baby that if you find that you're supposed to buy the next king cake it's a mardi gras thing right? yeah mardi yeah. gras thing. okay okay so the king cake baby and then they have the creepy pelican what was the deal with that it just was like almost like this like 
sort of like eyes wide shut kind of like mask kind of thing going on like it had the big beak it was like really like it was just scary oh, and it was like this weird like plastic like it wasn't like a foam thing like every other mascot and then they literally had this like whole thing on um on like the network where they like he like went to the hospital and they came back with like a reconstructive face surgery and was like the nice kind of like fluffy pal it literally happened had like a little like sort of sideshow kind of thing going on that's so weird um cool all right let's let's actually get to the to the actual team um obviously we have anthony davis one of the best players in the nba amazing defender kind of a crazy you can just kind of do it all seven foot tall type of guy um and then um to Marcus Cousins, aka Boogie Cousins, who uh, who's just like a friggin' beast uh, of a center, and so you have these two cornerstones that that seem fun. So like, if, but if I were to sit, if I were to sit down uh, and and watch a Pelicans game, like, what what am I going to expect? I mean, you're going to expect a pretty disorganized team with almost no defense, really. Um, they've not been rousing, great as of late. Rousing, uh, but what you will see, I mean, it's. My argument is not based around the team, although I think it's a it's a good one because it's up and coming. Alvin Gentry's a good coach, although he hasn't been great, but he's a good coach overall. And good coaches aren't always the thing in the NBA. So you got Alvin Gentry. You got Anthony Davis running the floor, pretty much carrying the team on his back. You got DeMarcus Cousins playing well when he wants to. He's better than he plays. He, he needs to kind of shape up a bit. Yeah. And then you got... My boy Drew Holiday oh, yeah, on the he's, point. He's yeah. <laughs> You've also got Rajon Rondo ruining team chemistry. Oh God, they have Rondo now. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, wait, hold on. So what's wh- why do you like Drew Holiday so much? Like what? Like, he's just like is a, this someone who I can like just like get in and just like start loving? I mean, he's like a good person. Like last year, his wife, uh, who plays for the U.S. Women's National Team, and who I'm blanking oh, on, yeah. got a brain tumor while she was pregnant, and he took like half of the season off to go take care of her. Right, right. So he's right. like a good human being. Um, Lauren Holiday, that's his wife. Um, yeah, so he's like a good human being. Plus, he's good when he plays. He just has like a bunch of injuries, which really sucks. Right. Which is kind of like the whole Pelicans thing. Everyone just has injuries. But he's really good when he plays. Okay. Um, but like they're so so basically I'm gonna watch they're gonna be like amazing on offense. Like they'll, they'll be fun to watch on offense. Defense, Anthony Davis will get a couple blocks a game and that's kind of it. Yeah. They're I mean they're a fun team because like they really they're offensive minded. Alvin Gentry's an offensive coach, like that's where they go. Although efficiency wise they're not the greatest, but it'll be a fun team to watch, mostly just to see Anthony Davis run the floor. Watch him develop, hopefully, a three-point shot. But really, his outside shot's getting a lot better. Yeah. Okay. DeMarcus Cousins is, like, just an entertaining person to watch. Um, But even... We also do pretty good at picking, like, role players. Um, Just because we have, like, a whole cap situation and a bad front office. But ignoring all that. Right. Well, that's that's actually a big big thing for me. Like, what's going to happen in the future? Because I'm not just investing for this season. I'm investing for seasons to come, ideally. So... Am I, is this a, like, should I be investing at all here? I would actually argue that it's like not a great investment hmm. team wise. What you should be investing in is the city. Cause as an organization, it's a nightmare. <laughs> the G, like literally the GM of the Saints has control over the GM of the Pelicans. Cause they're all owned by like the Benton family, which is a nightmare in and of itself. He wanted to leave the team after Katrina. He wanted to sell the Saints. He's not a good guy. He's also like going through like late stage like mental 
uh, uh, faculties and problems. And there's like a whole debate whether his daughter, who's who's chill, should take over the team or his wife. So the, there's like that whole spectrum in the background. He's like the pinnacle, just old white owner. Mm-hmm. Not a great dude. No, I don't like him. The front office is a nightmare. I mean, they they they're gonna lose Anthony Davis if they don't do anything. The fact that he's been so nice is because like he's such a great person. Another bonus point that we have him. Mm-hmm. But as a, as an organization, they're bad. Not good. Can't sell you on that. We'll <laughs> okay. actively promote you against it. Actually, but the city. Now this is the good part. The city's the best part of the team. It's why everyone cheered for the Saints forever, even though they sucked for like 40 plus years, and now they kind of suck again. It's got the best city behind it. I will go on record with that. Mm-hmm. It's a person who has lived in New York, who has lived in New York, and that's about it. Uh, <laughs> it's better. It's got great fan base, great community, great social, if you're into that. I'm not. Um, great food. I am into that. Um but it's got people that will ride with the team even if they suck, even if the owners suck. We'll just kind of keep on going. It's like the chillest place to visit. It's a great place to live. It's awesome. Highly recommend. And so you get that with the team. I do love I do love New Orleans. I've been there a few times. I'm actually going back in January, uh, and it, it's a lot of fun. It would be nice to go back and like feel fully part of the city. It'll always be, though... To like again, just I'm just trying to give you the straight truth because if you want to become a fan, you need to accept them for who they are. Mm. There will always be a Saints town. Mm. Oh, okay. It will always be a football town first until yeah. the NFL hopefully folds in on itself and is gone. <laughs> it will always be a Saints town. But basketball is up and coming, and like it's awesome because you can get in at the core of the fan base since it's not that big yet in the city. It's like big people who like it like it a lot, but it's got sort of just that core fan base without kind of any bandwagoners. So you can get in on the ground floor of an up and coming team in a great city and become like, like you can rise the ranks of like the fan level pretty quickly. Okay. Okay. Fair. So there's, there's mobility. Like for example, like with the Knicks, like you're never going to touch Spike Lee. Like you're like, you're never going to get anywhere near there. You're always, you're, you're always going to be competing with celebrities. There's always going to be like this kind of aura of like, people who just cheer for them to cheer for them. With the Pelicans, like, there's enough indifference from, like, most people that you can get in there and just, like, be able to be one of the top fans, like, quickly. Yeah. Okay. All right, fair. Um, what about, like, off-the-court stuff? We talked about the mascots already, but, like, what what other off-the-court stuff? Like, how, how like, woke are they? Like, how political are, are they being? Anthony Davis has good politics from what I can gather. Like, he's, I wish he would be more vocal, I actually really respect the kind of stuff sort of DeMarcus Cousins does, the kind of brashness. Like, I think he gets a bad rap for that. Um, so, I guess players, I think they're pretty good. Like, Drew Holiday, I told you, is like a, just a decent human being. So, yeah, off the court, it's fine. Like, they do the typical organizational stuff. I wish they were a little bit more forward uh, politically, but then I, I just wish that for every athlete. Like I said, Benson sucks as an owner, would not. He's closer in the James Dolan camp than like the whoever owns the Golden State Warrior camp. Jellicoe. Yeah. Jellicoe. I mean like at the end of the day like as a, as a team they're owned by a white guy like it's not great. He's like very <laughs> but he hasn't like I think explicitly donated to like bad campaigns or anything and I, they like do the you know, requisite donating to the city but I wish they would do more community outreach. They have like the generic NBA outreach but like 
I don't know, they, New Orleans has like a lot of problems. Like, that's what I really respected sort of after, you know, like there was the whole Will Smith shooting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there's like, you know, uh, Joe McKnight also got shot. He used to play for the Jets um, and was like a legend at John Curtis. So like there's like a lot of like community outreach as far as like gun violence, as far as like racial tension that they could really address in the city and like be on the forefront, which they haven't quite gotten on top of it. Anthony Davis kind of a little bit gets on that. I think just because of his Chicago background, he's kind of got like a right. a feeling for it. But I don't know. My general complaint is that they could, everything could do a lot more. So um, we're just going to take a quick break. Then uh, when we get back, you're going to give your little final pitch to me. This is Andrew Norton from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The decision is sponsored by Alex's Twitter feed. That's at Alex Kappelman. I think Alex should just decide to watch baseball instead. That's what I'm doing right now. Here's where I'm at right now. I'm not so sure right now. Like you're saying that the ownership is awful. You're saying that the on the court thing, probably not so great. The specter of, of Anthony Davis leaving is is hanging over the uh, the whole thing. We haven't even talked about Chris Paul, but you know, whatever. I mean, I love New Orleans. I love I've loved visiting New Orleans. I just need I need like I need you to push me over the edge here. So, like, what's your final argument? Okay, my final argument is that ideally a fan chooses a, a team based on the city. New Orleans has the best city because it's a city that will embrace you if you embrace it. And so you can really be at the top of, like, involvement. Also, since you'd be, like, sort of a far away fan, you'd also have the credibility of, like, being able to kind of do your own thing in New York and like rep a city that's far away. Like there's cachet in New Orleans. There's cachet in the food and the music scene. Like this is the 504 boys. That's where they come from. Like that's Master P. Like you got a whole <laughs> you got a whole history down there. Yeah, you got so many people. Yeah. You've also got a good basketball history to rely on when they go back to the Jazz and Pete Maravich um, and kind of LSU. You got Shaquille O'Neal who went to LSU. So my final pitch of why you should choose them is because New Orleans is a good city that will embrace you and you'll have fun. They have fans that aren't fair weather because it's not that big. You have a chance to get in on the ground floor of a team, similar to I'm sure arguments people have made for the Timberwolves, but let's face it, New Orleans is a way better city than Minnesota. <laughs> I will call you out, Minnesota. Uh, than Minneapolis. <laughs> it's, do we know it's a way better city because you can't even remember what the city name is? Yeah, I can't even remember the name. There's two <laughs> twin cities. Nobody cares. New Orleans is great. So basically, it comes down to like when you want to be a fan is you want to feel included. You want to feel respected. I'm telling you, you're not just straight up not going to get that from the organization, but you will get that from the city and you will get that from your fellow fans. So you can get in on an authentic fan base that won't screw you over and won't leave the team just because something bad happens. And it's also a fan base, since it's not dominated by celebrities, you can actually rise in the ranks and become kind of visible within it. Are you telling me I could become like the number, like I could become like the, the guy on the screen? I mean, like, why not? Like, who else is there? <laughs> like, you have a chance. Andres Begay is a journalist and a former student of mine. Um, Andres, thanks for uh, telling me about uh, King Cake Creepy Babies. All righty, thank you for having me. <laughs> The Decision is produced by me. Original music from Louis Stein, Alessio Romano, and my little brother, Scotty K. Scott Kappelman. 
I'll be releasing five. Oh man, I'm getting loopy with these endings. Congratulations for getting a little nugget at the end uh, for listening all the way through all these freaking episodes. Uh, maybe I'll just start doing some crazy stuff and talking some weird stuff at the end. But anyway, I'll be releasing five new episodes of the show every weekday until Tuesday, October 17th, when I release the final episode with my decision. Uh, until then, I'm at Alex Kappelman on Twitter. <laughs>